Hey, Mighty Bosses, welcome back. I've got an exciting guest here today with me, Jocelyn from the Scholarship System. And we're really gonna talk in this session about what families can do to secure scholarship money. Now, this, this idea is so exciting to me because I did not do this properly when I was in college. I had student loans that um, I had to pay off you know, after graduating. And so I think I just didn't have the right knowledge to do all of that. And so Jocelyn actually really worked hard um, to figure this out on her own. And she's going to share all of this with us today. So Jocelyn, welcome. So excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Totally. I want to give folks proper introduction and then we're going to really dive in deeper and, and, and really explore what, what all of this is, is about because there's definitely, um, I believe, unlimited amount of money out there, right? For And that's, I think, your belief as well for, uh, for folks to get proper, um, you know, pay for, for education. And so um, you founded the scholarship system because you wanted to share your experience uh, of what you've done when you graduated from college with the zero student loans. Like now that's not very common these days. I no. always have this, um, a bit of a sort of back and forth with my husband. And so I had to, I had to take out some student loans and my parents paid, you know, for partial, uh, partial costs of my college. He on the other side secured, um, you know, scholarships. Uh, and so he had zero, right, student debt. And so we've always been, you know, for the time I had my student loans, he, he just couldn't understand like how and, you know, why. So um, I'm sure you can relate to that probably. <laughs> yeah. Talking to folks. Um, you know about that, but um, you actually secured over 126,000 uh, dollars, right, in scholarship funds, and all, and also received something that I'm curious to know what is 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 an overage check. So like it's something that allows you to pay um, for expenses. And so once all of that came together, you um, really jumped on this mission to help families, um, you know, figure out how they can secure these funds. And um, from 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 the work that you already done. Um, and families you worked with, it looks like they've secured over seven, multiple seven figures in scholarships and growing. And so Jocelyn actually is from Charleston, South Carolina, but she's been residing in Caribbean for, for the last couple <laughs> of years. She just shared with me behind the scenes uh, and married to her husband, Donnie. And so I'm really excited um, to have you here uh, and welcome. So let's talk about um, just how you got started and you know, why did you even have this interest? I know it had to do with money. Like you had to get money to pay yeah. for your education, but like, I mean, there's lots of different ways to pay for it. Yeah. You know, I think that one of the things you talk about with you and your husband, it's just so interesting. It's a, it's a mindset, right? It's this, I think he, he may relate where I actually had watched Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University when mm -hmm. I was a junior in high school, and it made me terrified of taking out debt. Mm -hmm. And this was also around the crash and people losing their jobs. And I saw what my family was going through. And I just said, there's no way I would almost rather not go to college than to be saddled with student loan debt. And that's when a friend's mom said, she said, you know, Jocelyn, if you can make applying for scholarships your job until you graduate from high school, you can get paid for four years. And I was like, wow, wait, that sounds fantastic. Right. So that started my journey, but I would love to say that it was just like success from the beginning, but it really wasn't. I got sucked into scams. I almost quit. I spent a whole year applying to what I thought were legitimate scholarships, but they weren't. Mm -hmm. And it was just a very painful process at the beginning. But then I finally won a small $500 scholarship 
at the end of junior year in high school. And that showed me, okay, wait a minute. None of these that I, that I didn't even hear back from have these aspects. And I, I started tweaking my strategy and figuring out which ones were legitimate, which ones weren't. And by the end of senior year in high school, I had enough to cover freshman year. By the end of freshman year, I had enough to cover sophomore year and so on and so forth. So I think that this is a lesson in and of itself because I think a lot of families think that to get a debt-free degree and to get an overage check, which I'll explain in a second, a lot of families assume that your student has to be this superstar that gets a free ride offer from your university by the end of senior year. And I like to say that we work with the average student's way. So we help the average student pay for college. If your student does get a six-figure offer from the beginning, fantastic. Go for it. But for us mere mortals, <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen, right? And so I had to figure it out the normal student's way. And that was slowly working my way up to that free ride. But the good thing about it was by the time I got to college, I had my materials, I had my essays. And so it was just a matter of resubmitting each year. It wasn't necessarily a ton of work. And I got to, like you said, six figures in scholarships. But in overage check, what that is, is it's the scholarships typically send the money directly to the university. And then you click a button and you say, okay, pay my balance. And if your amount that came from scholarships is greater than your bill, the university literally cuts a check for you for the difference mm -hmm. and you can use it on whatever you need. So one semester, my laptop broke. And so I bought a new laptop. Other semesters, I used it for rent or groceries or whatever it was. And, you know, it really alleviated so much stress as well because I didn't have to focus about, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay the next next semester's tuition. And instead I could focus on my education and my future career and internships and stuff like that. So, but that's how it all started. And it was really accidental as far as how it became the scholarship system. It turned into that because families and friends, they were family members and friends, they were saying, how did you do this? We need money, help us. And every time I was helping them, I realized I sound like a broken record. This is a system. This, these are just simple steps that if people learned them, they could do the same thing. And that's how it became the scholarship system. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's, I mean, it's pretty much anything people do in, you know, in life or like when they start a business, it's out of some pain or some challenge they overcome. It's like, okay, well, I've got to do it now for, for others. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's actually rather interesting. So I want to go back maybe in time. And now that you looking back at what you've done, and I know you mentioned that you kind of started this early um, when you were in high school, but when is a good time? Like maybe we can paint a picture for, for, for anyone listening right now. And also like, so when is a good time to start? Like, and how, like, if you've missed that time, right? Like, are you, is mm. it too late? I think yeah. I'm sure you get those questions too. Yeah. You know, we talk about the myths of scholarships and this is a huge one. And the myth is, oh, it's just too early for us to start or, oh, it's too late. And I think that was one of the things about my story is, as you can see, I applied year after year, all the way into my senior year in college. So my final check that I cash, so some of the money will go to the university. Most of it will go directly to the university, but some awards will actually come directly to you as a cash check. My last award, I think it was maybe like five or $600, but I cashed it on the way home from college graduation. Wow. So when people think it's too late, my answer is it is never too late. As long as you have another semester left at college, you can be, you can go through this process. As far as it being too early, believe it or not, there are scholarships out there for students as young as four years old. 
Now, of course, those are not very common, but I just say that to show the extreme that it's also never too early. That said, when would I suggest starting this? No later than junior year in high school. And I know a lot of families, they think junior year, there's already so much we have to do. But the thing is, if we actually do this process junior year, not only can we already start bringing in money, like I said, my first win was junior year, but we can also actually use a lot of our materials for applying in the fall senior year for admissions. So a lot of people think priority is admissions and then let's figure out how to pay for it. But with colleges costing multiple, multiple six figures these days, that, that conversation needs to flip in reverse. It needs to happen where first let's get as much money as we can, then let's see where can we afford this. Of course, that's with my mindset. I'm very passionate about graduating with as little debt as possible, especially from undergraduate. But that's what we recommend with our families. So that said, no later than junior year should they be submitting applications. If we can, that said, if it's too late, it's never, you know, if it's too late in their eyes, if they miss junior year, it's never too late. So basically just pick up where you are. And as you yes. said, you can pretty much do this, even if you're like sophomore in college and oh, yeah. start, start applying for in, in fact, actually, sometimes it's even easier as a college student because mm-hmm. they're, they see that you're there, you're doing it. They see your GPA. So the, one of the things that, uh, the colleges, and we'll talk about this in our, our separate interview, one of the things colleges want to see is, and, and, uh, scholarship committees is they want to see that, okay, if we give you this money, are you actually going to graduate? Are you actually going to do something with it? So when you're already a college student, you're already showing them, Hey, I'm here, I'm kicking butt. So actually their chances could be even higher if they're in college and applying. Applying. Yeah. Well, something really picked my interest. So, um, and I want to make sure I take the right steps. My son, Liam is uh, 21 months old, so he's <laughs> quite a youngster, <laughs> but I want to make sure early. I get him, you know, kick him in the rear and say, okay, what do we have to do? You have to, uh, you have to dance for me or just like, I'll do all of that. So we can start at four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think they, they draw something and when they submit it, they can get a bond and, and that's all they have to do. But I, like I said, those are very far and few between but why not? I know. No, that's true. So we have this one school that my husband and I've been looking at. Uh, it's a private school and it's, you know, it's rather difficult to get in. And like the best age is I think preschool or right around preschool. And so we're like, okay, well, we have to pay for it at that point. Right. So like, can we get a scholarship? So I'm going to be looking into this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and see what are the options. Okay. So I like the fact that it's like, if you missed the, the, the sort of the most optimal or best day to start. It's really, um, really never late to start. So let's talk about um, whose job is this really? Is it like, is this a family affair or is this like the student's responsibility and some of the steps to get everybody involved in the process? That's such a great question. You know, I think a lot of parents, they just say, you need to apply for scholarships. And it feels like this huge weight on students' shoulders. I always say the number one reason students don't get scholarships is because they don't submit applications. And that might sound obvious, but I don't mean this in the sense that they just never want to. I mean this in the sense that they try to, they pursue them. They might even do a Google, build a list, but a lot of times they get so overwhelmed that they just quit. And so that's why we love the scholarship system. It's six simple steps. The idea is breaking it down into steps that they can actually follow because then they can only focus on, I only had to do this one milestone, right? And then we'll, once we finish this one milestone, then we'll move forward to the second one. So, so this is things, these are suggestions that 
honestly, teenagers and young adults sometimes don't have a grasp of, of fully yet. And this is where parents can come in and they can help and coach them. So we actually just talked about this, uh, something that we, we share with our families and something that's ingrained in our culture in the scholarship system is we, we call it hashtag rebel family mentality. And it's all about, we, we talk about how myself and, and your husband and people who pull off a debt-free degree, they are rebels because they said, you know what? I know the norm is just to borrow the debt. I know the norm is to graduate with a ton of, mm -hmm. of student loan bills, but I'm going to rebel against that and I'm going to do things a little differently. And I think that, that getting into that mindset, having parents in it first is so, you get so many more results. It's so important. Also, the way that parents can help with this is, of course, learning the strategies and sharing them with your, with your students. Another area would be helping build the list. So finding the scholarships for them, helping sift through the good and the bad. And then that way they are solely focused on the actual applications themselves. So we've, we interviewed three of our families that have brought in multiple six figures just between the three of them. And in their reflections, all of them worked as a team in this way. So it really does help when it's a family affair. And also I, something just kind of came to mind, but if you have more than one child, right? Like this could get really exciting in terms of everybody's yeah. working on it. Yeah, you can 2X, 3X your results. I mean, and once you figure it out with the one child, it's so easy to just replicate. That's why we call it a system, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, I get to see a lot of this on the other side when parents come and say, okay, um, I've got three kids and they're like, you know, one after another or like through all three of them in college, like, how do I pay for this? <laughs> yeah. so, um, scholarships is just something like, seriously, I think it's definitely a big myth that like, if you did not get any scholarships before you start your first year in college, like you're done, like no more yeah. even considering any of that. And so parents tend to go into um, debt themselves, cash out their savings yeah. and things like that. And if I could add something, actually, that's a great point it's, as well is not only is it never too early or too late, your student also does not have to have a perfect GPA necessarily or ACTs or SAT test scores. Um, you'd be really surprised at how many scholarships, if we're going through the university, a lot of times they do have stats that you have to hit in order to receive that money. So these are merit awards where it's scholarship dollars given through the university. They can be either automatic where you just hit the numbers and you get it, or they could be interview-based or application-based scholarships. Now those are through the university. A lot of times they do take in a, into consideration your test scores and stuff. You know, they look for the top 10% of the class or something like that. But even those we have found over, I think it was over 200 universities that had automatic aid for a 3.0 or above. So that is definitely not a 4.0. And outside of the universities, we're talking about private scholarships then that are given by private entities, banks, grocery stores, credit unions, uh, PTAs, PTSAs, all these other organizations. A lot of times they don't even ask for ACT or SAT. And for GPA, a lot of times that's not necessarily a requirement. They might ask it. So through the scholarship system, we've given out over $15,000 in scholarships now up to date for the last half a decade. And we ask for GPA in case we need an extra data point. We have never once used it in reviewing probably now near a thousand applications. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty out there, even if your student's not necessarily the top student, nor athletes or Another myth is, well, we have to be low income to get this. 
we have a family that I can't say much, but I will say that one is actually a pretty well-known actress and, or she has been an actress in a well-known show. So they're at a decent income level. They could pay for college, but do they want to have to cut into their savings and stuff? Of course not. And so their student has been able to find scholarships that didn't necessarily require financial need, but were based on other things. So it, most families, if they're not applying, it's because they believe one of these myths. And so I, I'm, I wanted to cover those just so that they know that scholarships are an opportunity for them. Yeah, I think, I think families sort of have this, uh, this mindset that, okay, you know, if we, or had they've heard, right, especially when you, um, you know, get bombarded uh, with all the things like you got to do around admissions and like, we got to complete FAFSA and what do I complete? And some parents are a little more proactive and they think, okay, well, how do I do some planning before the time comes, right? And then they start to hear all Like when your child's 21 months old. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've done one thing. I'm starting, I started to save for his college, but- Oh, great. You know, I mean, we're still so far away and like, it's just, at least I'm doing that. Yeah, I'm just teasing you. It's amazing (laughs) that you're even thinking this, but, but you're right. There are some people that get on it ahead But I think that even those, you know, 20 years ago, college was not near the cost that it is. And we couldn't have predicted that. So no, no. And it's, that's, that's definitely a big challenge that a lot of families and how, you know, I also, also makes me wonder with the current environment we're in with pandemic and how the world turned virtual, like in a matter of, you know, one day, like what, what would the college look like? And so a lot of parents also question the value of like, am I sending my kid to a college that costs I don't know, $50,000 a year and they have to study, you know, on their computer from their, you know, dorm or somewhere offsite. So um, I think there's a lot of, <laughs> there is a lot of questions at hand in, in, in parents' head for sure. But I mm-hmm. like, I really am, um, you know, learning quite a bit in terms of like, okay, this is really for anyone and everyone who wants to put some work behind the scenes and, and, and benefit from this. So like, what, could you give us some examples of like what's possible in terms of numbers? I know you can apply for $500 scholarship or like, do you pick and choose which ones you actually go for the higher numbers? And like, I want to know the numbers basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a numbers person myself. So I, I love this question. I mean, we've had students where they needed only $6,500 for the school year. You know, they were able to choose an affordable school. Their parents had money set aside. The gap was $6,500. They won three scholarships that were renewable and they were done. So that's one, like uh, Elaine's son specifically, that's their example. They needed between six and seven K and he literally won $6,500 in three wins. Mm -hmm. So that's one example. You've got other people, actually I've had students now that have gotten more money than even I did. So Mm -hmm. they're more in $140,000 and they pull it off by the end of senior year even. So you know, when it comes to getting money, first off, the biggest wins that we can get is through a university. If we can find a school that will give us some money off of the bill from the beginning, that's of course one of the fastest and easiest ways. So I, the way I describe this is there's two sides to the debt-free equation. There's bringing the bill down as little as possible and then finding debt-free money to pay for it. Well, getting that merit money from a university by casting our net wide and looking for schools that might not be on our typical list, we can maybe find some opportunities there. And those are bigger wins, usually 10,000, 20,000 a year. On the outside scholarships, I went for the smaller dollar ones, 500, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000. I think my biggest one was $4,000. 
And, but the thing is those add up and they add up quicker than you think. But also we love these smaller ones because a lot of students look at them and they say, oh, $500, that's not worth my time. And so there's less competition. So that's one of the things like with the scholarship system, I always talk about how we're turning the dial. One little change can turn the dial in our favor where we're just ramping up our competitiveness and slowly increasing our chances of winning. Well, one way to turn the dial in our favor is to just find scholarships that are less competitive, right? That's one tick in the right direction. And so these smaller dollar ones that still can pay for everything, they are typically less competitive. Just a quick story with that. There was one that I applied to and there were four applicants and they were giving out two scholarship awards. So when they realized they only had four applicants, they reached out to the donors, asked if they would match, if they would double their amount and gave all four of us an award. So it was a 100% success rate because we found a local smaller dollar scholarship. So these, you don't hear, you know, they can go for the Coca-Cola or the Dr. Pepper ones, but you're competing against tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of students. If you think you can win, great, go for it. Again, us mere mortals probably won't. It's almost like this this thing known in the you know world of sales is like it's a numbers game, right? Like mm. if you're trying to reach so many people. My husband talks about this a lot because he does call calling for for a living. Um, he sells commercial property, so you gotta pick up the phone and call all the owners and and talk. Some don't pick up the phone, some hang up, and like yeah. if you do more of that, <laughs> you know, over time somebody will answer the phone. So it seems like with the with with the applications that you're talking about, the process it's probably similar, right? You just gotta continue applying. And you may not hear. Is that is that true? You may not hear from some of them. You may not. Yeah, some of them will only contact the winners. In fact, uh, this is what we do these days because we have so many applicants at this point. So we now contact the winners, but then we publicly put on our blog the winners. So that way you can come back and check. So sometimes they'll say, come back and check this page. If you haven't heard from us, some of them will say, we'll contact our winners by this date. Some of them just won't contact at all, which is really unfortunate, but it's just, it, the thing is you've got to keep in mind these smaller ones that we're going after, they're just random companies that want to do good in the world. And so it's not necessarily the standardized process. So we kind of have to be flexible in that way. But, you know, at least they're giving uh, scholarship money out there. Um, But going back to the cold call thing, you know, I'm sure as he does more calls and more calls, his close rate, it gets better and better. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's the same with scholarships as well. So once we get like that winning essay where we finally bring in some money with it, now we know, okay, that essay worked. Let's take that essay and improve it and then improve it and then improve it. And that's how, once I got to college, I pretty much used the same essay over and over for all of my applications. And I got to where I could only, I, I only needed to submit a few applications each year and it, it covered the gap. Mm, interesting. Did you hire any coaches to help you with, with writing with like, there's, I mean, everybody has different skill set, right? Um, Yeah, no, you know, I was actually a terrible writer, which is surprising to most people. I was a C student in English um, when I was doing these applications and I figured out a three-step writing method and that completely changed everything for me, but it did take some practice and there are, you know, certain things that committees are looking for when it comes to writing those essays, but even students that hate writing can absolutely learn. And the good news is, again, once we get that good essay, that, you know, captivating essay that wins some money, we can just reuse it over and over. No, that's definitely, wow. I know, I'm sure there's folks out there just like um, helping you write your resumes. There's probably coaches 
uh, someone can hire if they really want to. Well, and that's, well, that's kind of why we exist, right? I had to do it on my own. I had to figure it out on my own because that didn't exist back then. So uh -huh. now like the scholarship system, that's part of our process and we do essay reviews for students. So um, yeah, there's absolutely coaches now, but back then, no, it was a pretty painful process because I, I wish that I had the scholarship system, right? Like, like you said, you create something because you're answering a, a pain point of your own. And, and I think that was a big gap for me. I, and, and even if you don't want to hire someone, you can find what I did was I went to my high school teacher. And then once I got to college, I went to my English professor and they at least could review it for me. So that's of course a great free place to start for some feedback. Totally. And so I almost totally gave it away in terms of what your system is about. <laughs> so <laughs> um, unintentionally, but, but uh, actually with a little thought here, what we're going to head into our next session. And for those of you who are listening, if you haven't upgraded to all, all access pass, this is your friendly reminder because Jocelyn is going to really talk us through her six step process of how do you apply and all the things that you're doing. And so really show us the the behind the scenes process. And so you guys are welcome to join us there. Um, so I guess for the closing on this interview, what, what did any last kind of a minute thought or advice you have for everyone listening? I think the biggest thing is just to know that scholarships are out there for most students. There's something out there for you. It's a matter of knowing where to find them, spotting the scams and avoiding them and, and crafting those materials so that you can increase your competitiveness and stand out from the crowd. So it, it is possible even for the average student. I, my SAT score was below average, in fact. So you don't have to have an Einstein student or a superstar athlete or any kind of circumstance that we talked about. And it's also never too late to start this. So I think the biggest thing is if you have a student that's in high school or in college, you should be doing this um, and, and tag teaming it with them. So just trying to give a little bit of hope and motivation to start this process, whether it's with someone like us or on your own. Um, it's no matter what, the, the, only, the worst thing that could happen is we win maybe $500, you know, and, and not necessarily six figures, but please tell me where a student can make $500 in an hour or two of work. That's a pretty good hourly rate. I think it is totally. Well, okay, Jocelyn, so my uh, one uh, request of you is that to make sure you're still here 16 years from now <laughs> when Leah <laughs> yeah. college. Noted. <laughs> please, but uh, no, I'm very excited to uh, actually get to see behind the scenes of what your system is, is like and the process that everyone can follow. And so for the closing note, tell everyone how they can find you, please. Yeah, you can follow us at thescholarshipsystem.com. We have tons of free blog posts and tons of free resources on there, including some scholarship lists. I also created, we have a free training to show you where to find the scholarships. You can go to thescholarshipsystem.com slash moneyboss. So that's an easy to remember link for this summit. And also you can follow us on Facebook where we share a lot of helpful articles. Just look up the scholarship system and we're there. But overall, lots of free resources. So I hope that you all take advantage of them. Yes, totally. And we'll link this uh, under the actual video in the show notes so everybody can get access. Well, awesome. Thank you so much again for your time. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.